0: back Randos we're back in action but did we ever really leave Brian
1: as our favorite uh Terminator likes to say I'll be back
0: (laughs) so welcome (laughs) back (laughs) to the fandom at random podcast I am at at random
1: and I am Brian at random
0: and Brian is still uh he's quarantining and chill over there
1: Absolutely, I, you know, definitely with the chill, <laughs> with the chill.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you know, where it seems like we're getting down to the, we're getting more to the safe zone on this shit, more to the nitty gritty. So, hopefully, the next week or two, Brian, we can get you back in studio, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it not if anything at all, it's like the invisible enemy is becoming more invisible it's just people just as the warm weather's coming in hopefully people will give more of a fuck and stop acting like idiots and this virus will just start dying out and we can just become ourselves again
0: i mean know? let's face it man there's only one invisible enemy man and that's the pre that's the predator
1: wow <laughs> that
0: was impressive
1: <laughs> that just came out of me oh Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, with that being oh, said, that's, this is a great kickoff to the episode, man. You must feel a lot better now.
1: <laughs> I have exercised demons.
0: <laughs> Let's get into some news. What do you say?
1: Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: welcome to the news at random and I and mean the
1: news we have I know <laughs>
0: I mean the shit continues man and, and I'm emphasizing the shit portion of that but Jerry Stiller man father of Ben Stiller uh, comedic legend dead at age 82 I'm, I'm using air quotes here allegedly of natural causes but Brian yeah. man let's be honest here only you and the randos kind of know what's really going on down the Reaper rabbit hole. Do you want to describe this here? Do you want me to, you want me to kick it off? Um,
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so Curly Burly is a dark comedy play by David, Ra- is it Rabby or Rape? Rabe? Rabe. David Rabe, first staged in 1984. The title refers to dialogue from Shakespeare's Macbeth. The play's first staging was produced by the Goodman Theater in Chicago. It opened off-Broadway at Manhattan's Promenade Theater in June 1984. Now, stay with me, people. We're getting to a point here. The Broadway production, directed by Mike Nichols, opened on August 7, 1984 at the Ethel Barrymore Theater, where it ran for 343 performances. The original cast included, you guessed it, Jerry Stiller, William Hurt, Christopher Walken, Harvey Keel, Judith Ivy, Cynthia Nixon, and Yep, Sigourney Weaver. Uh-oh. Now, yeah. What? Take it from here, Ed. You know where I'm going with this.
0: So, Brian, didn't we just discuss Sigourney Weaver last week in our top ten fictional moms episode?
1: We we absolutely did. So I from might the <laughs> alien absolutely.
0: I might be grasping at straws here, Brian, but I'm pretty sure our Reaper powers may have struck again.
1: I think so. The death note has been written.
0: We killed Jerry Stiller. God damn.
1: Rest, <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. You're a legend. Ay, ay, ay. The bad juju. The bad juju train has come again.
0: Ju- well fuck man. Ju- let's <laughs> let's keep let's keep this shit upbeat. Let's bring this back uh. up. So Fred Willard also died. <laughs> <laughs> he has passed away at the age of eighty six.
1: So man, ay, ay.
0: I was a big fan of him. I mean he was kind of the perennial like cameo artists yeah but i loved his work and uh this is spinal tap one of my favorite movies ever he portrayed a bunch of other amazing characters through his career but brian we just talked about sigourney weaver
1: we did yes did you
0: know that she voiced the axiom computer system from the ship in the pixar animated smash hit wally
1: i did not know <laughs>
0: well guess who else starred in that film brian yep None other than Don't Fred Willard himself portraying oh, the Jesus character Christ. of Shelby Forthright, the CEO of By and Large. We reaped both of these poor souls, Brian. Both tied to I Sigourney am Weaver. I reap
1: and souls are what we feed on. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll tell you, dude. This guy, he played Phil Dunphy's dad in Modern Family, which Yes. I, love that show and it's a damn shame that the random reaper powers have struck again on him and mr stiller it's a damn shame I you just ya.
0: nailed it man i mean it, that that is it's the the random reapers that's yeah, pretty much the random reapers that's what we've been doing and uh <laughs> i'm not proud of it i mean no.
1: I, but i mean i feel like are, are we grasping at
0: straws here but i mean i feel like we're not like This shit is falling into line.
1: We may be grasping at straws, but we might not be grasping at straws. I'm sure, you know, when Superman jumped a little higher one day and said, am I grasping at straws here? You know, (laughs) he he flexed a little more and now look where he is now. So I say we flex a little more, see where we can go with this, you know? Yeah, so at the end of the day, I mean, you know, know,
0: (laughs) Jerry Stiller... Fred Willard, you know may you both rest in peace. Both amazing actors, amazing comedians. We're sorry we, re- we, re- we, re- we reaped you
1: <laughs> Random reaped you. <laughs>
0: uh what else we got here Brian there's a new Paper Mario coming out. Paper Mario the origami King was announced for switch and this is the part that surprised me. It was given a July 2020 release date.
1: That's probably because it's a game no one asked for. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I never played Paper Mario, so I have no idea. Like, was it a good game? Did you ever play it?
0: Yeah, so the Paper Mario... I want to say the hardcore fan base. So early on with Paper Mario, it was very good. It was much more in line with a turn-based RPG. After a little while, it kind of morphed a little bit into more, like, action RPG with moving... And that's when people got pissed off. They didn't like the mechanic changes, so... I'm curious to see if they can kind of snap back to the OG of what people liked about Paper Mario, but there is a huge fandom based around Paper Mario. And let's face it, I mean the Nintendo Switch, they kind of blew their load early this year with yeah. games like they need to get some shit turning here. And uh yeah, I'll be curious to, yeah, I'll be curious I to mean, see how it gets ranked or rated, I should yeah. say.
1: They got a lot of like small indie games a lot of remasters a lot of good stuff coming out but they really need to get some of their own first party big blocks blockbuster games out of out and going because i'm replaying darksiders 2 you know like i was just going to have it as a side project to play right now but i haven't been on my playstation a lot so I completely went through the whole game again, Darksiders Two, just playing five ten minutes here, <laughs> and it's amazing. But um, that just goes to show there's like not a lot of big name games on the Switch to play right now if you've already played the few they have, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know that I'm gonna kind of segue off that a little bit. So you've brought Darksiders Two up multiple times on this podcast as one of your favorite games ever. I still haven't yeah. played any of the Darksider series. You mentioned number two being one of your favorite. In number two, you play as death, correct?
1: Yeah, dude. And it's, so the original, like the, perfect, is,
0: the original is war. You so play the war, war, death.
1: And then there's a third one that just came out. You play as fury, which is a little different, I think, than the biblical version, because I think it's war, death, pestilence, and um something something else. But yeah, Herpes. so the third one is fury, and you play as a woman.
0: Interesting. Well yeah. I'll I'll have to check it out for sure. But yep. um speaking of so obviously Dark Siders 2 holds a place in your heart. Um some oh, yeah. a fandom that holds a place in my heart. We've talked I've talked about it multiple times, but Avatar the Last Airbender Which is you know, I, I've talked about it multiple times. I'm a big anime Dude, that, fan. And that
1: live action movie is sick. No!
0: No! <laughs> I will, I, Brian. I will mute your microphone for the rest of this podcast. Don't even start. No,
1: number one. No, I'm just kidding. We all. So that
0: was that was the ultimate M night. That was like the ultimate M night Shyamalan twist. Instead of the twist coming at the end of the movie, it came at the beginning of the movie, and he just took a dump on your face. That because was an
1: M night Shyamalan. do
0: Motherfucker. So, Avatar The Last Airbender, the actual animated series, which is epic. It's unbelievable. It is now streaming on Netflix as of this week. Nice. I highly recommend, if you're listening right now and you're looking for something to stream and check out, give this a shot. Um, It is... Even if you're not a fan of You know, animated series or anime in general, it is, and it's quasi anime, but it definitely falls into that genre. It's fantastic. It's just so goddamn good. And it may start out; you may watch the the pilot or the first couple episodes, may seem like it's a kids' show. Stick with it because by the end, it's not. All of the characters, the character development, it evolves. It gets amazing. I'm pumped. It's now all streaming on Netflix again. I just restarted it, so you mentioned you just restarted Dark Starters too. so... Yeah. yeah, I, heard, I love it.
1: In the world of anime, I hear about it all the time, so I mean, there's definitely a reputation that precedes it, you know.
0: But last, uh, last bit of news I had here, also streaming, but this is on the Disney Plus end. So Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian... Uh, is now live they've got a couple episodes out I mean I don't know Brian in my opinion they're pretty much sucking George Lucas's dick but yeah, big old have, dick, yeah. I, have you I mean, have you seen any of this yet
1: I haven't the trailer actually made it look pretty good so based only off that I wanted to see it but I haven't heard anything about it so so yeah.
0: I've I watched I've watched the first couple episodes, and the first one starts off with all the different directors. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it goes through, you know, the, the multiple different directors that worked on these episodes, and I don't know, man, it, it just kind of came off as a circle jerk. Um, yeah. Everybody was I just kind of laughing have- awkwardly, and like, everyone's like, <laughs> oh, you know, and then George said this, and...
1: Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> well. Every time I mention his name, I get uh, another ten thousand dollars. So, <laughs> Mister Lucas, this or Mister Lucas, that. You know. Yeah, it
0: just came off um, as kind of weird.
1: But uh, yeah, because it looked like they had all the actors, like Pedro Pascal, and wasn't it Gina Carano was on there? And yep, yeah, I and even you- Nick. I thought I saw a shot of Nick Nolte. Yeah,
0: you don't you don't see many of them in the first episode. The first episode <laughs> is more so based on the directors, but yeah. Yeah, I, I you know it's it's interesting seeing some behind the scenes shit, but it's just very much it was kind of weird. Like it, they just kept like every every couple minutes it was just like George Lucas is our god, like this or that. And I it, feel
1: like I feel like that's kind of like a fallback for a lot of celebrities talking about Star Wars, though. Like, oh, I need to know. What I'm talking about with Star Wars. So what I'm gonna do is just really hop on George Lucas's ass and you know, all the Star Wars fanboys will love me, you know? Yeah. So I don't so, know. Maybe that was a case of that.
0: <laughs> it, it could be. It definitely could be, but I mean I'm
1: gonna Yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I watched the uh the original three films and uh George Lucas is a uh, he's just amazing. He's a genius. Uh he's 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 a really, really talented man when really, like, the first three films were the only thing he did well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and the, the,
0: I, ironically, I mean, the if you're talking director-wise, I mean, he really only had direct input on A New Hope, the original Star yeah. Wars. When it came to Empire and then Return of the Jedi, he was very much in the background, which is why exactly. if you go back and look, like, you know, Empire and Return of the Jedi are the, those are the, the really the crown jewels of star wars and a new yeah. hope i mean if you go back and look i mean it had like some quasi weird shit going on you know you've got you've got luke like making out with his sister leia and you know george is george is just sitting behind like the <laughs> the camera like yeah do
1: it do it <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and then when his vision is fully realized in episode 1, 2, and 3 we all know how that fucking turned out <laughs> you know, you get Jar Jar Binks
0: you know he's sitting there like, oh man Jar Jar is going to be the
1: shit right, he's like this is gonna, he didn't know who baby Yoda was yet, but he thought Jar Jar was gonna be the baby Yoda, you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was uh, he was sorely mistaken but yeah. That being said, I think that wraps up the news, Brian. You got anything else?
1: No, think that. Well, I mean, speaking of the Mandalorian, it have we known for a while, but it is October of this year that we're getting season two. So
0: yeah, they, they wondering. They've, yeah, they've said there's going to be no delays. So I'm like quasi optimistic, but at the same time, I'm somewhat being a realist that shit is going to get delayed. But yeah. Fingers crossed, man. I'm, I'm hoping if they can launch oh, yeah, it in October, too. that'd be great. Yeah, right. But uh, that being said, let's get into our Phantom Focus of the week. Oh, yeah. And this week's Phantom Focus is our top 10 movie sequels aka yeah, buddy aka superior sequels so what exactly is a sequel that is going to be any movie that follows the original is considered a sequel so whether it was the second film the third film or the tenth film down the line it's still considered a sequel in our rankings so anything yes, outside sir. of the original anything that preceded the original is considered a sequel. That's what we based our rankings off of, and anytime it's a consensus ranking, as always, Brian does his shit, I do my shit, unbeknownst to one another. Then we both
1: taking shits. (laughs) Lots
0: of shits going on.
1: Lots of shits going this shit everywhere.
0: (laughs) And then I look at my rankings. We we both look at the rankings. We we mold them together into a consensus. That's what we come up with. So we go from. 10 to 1, with 10 being the worst, 1 being the best. So first, or I should say worst to first. Worst to first. And that being said, I mean, Brian, we'll get right into it. I'm going to let you take this one at number 10.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, what else can you say? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Doesn't get much better than that. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, man. The original Vacation was funny. It was cool, but it wasn't my favorite I don't know anyone who's after they seen Christmas Vacation it was their favorite either besides the fact that you get to see Be- Beverly D'Angelo's tits you know um, other than that you know Christmas Vacation out outranked it all they did everything better it was funnier the Christmas setting was better the quotes were better so yeah that's why I had to add it to the list because um, shit is full secret-
0: shit is <laughs> full Brian
1: <laughs> shit is full right The one i think sequels that outdid the first um one of the first that came to my mind was the vacation series absolutely yeah, and,
0: and i had this and th- then
1: i mean throw that on t- as a side note las vegas vacation i thought was even better too so
0: and it's funny um so this was not in my top 10 it was n- it was your number 9 pick that was enough to bump it to number 10 consensus but you know i i love this i love this film I love all of the National Lampoon films. This was in my before you even had this in your rankings, I had this in my like honorable mentions because I wanted to yeah. be there. Um I personally think out of the the Chevy Chase National Lampoon films, this is my favorite. I think I yeah. think this is the best one in my opinion. Definitely.
1: Me too. Yep. The first one I ever saw was Las Vegas, but my favorite is Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Chris- Christmas
0: Vacation is way better than Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: So it made top 10. So moving on to number nine. We both had, uh, this was actually, this made both of our picks. So Indiana Jones.
1: No, no. Oh, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it didn't.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It did not. Actually,
1: because I was going to make this point after you uh, bring it up. Yeah.
0: All right. So Indiana Jones in the last crusade. I had this at number eight. Brian, this was not in your top 10. Uh, And I'm going to quickly mention, uh, fuck you, Matt Mueller, (laughs) for saying Temple of Doom is the better film or the best indie film. You are wrong, sir.
1: He is wrong. Wow, he is wrong about it being the better Indiana Jones film, he is not wrong about it being better than The Last Crusade. What? (laughs) Dude, because... You, you, along with most of the Indiana Jones fans, will are correct in saying that the Last Crusade is better than the first or second Indiana Jones. Me, in my personal opinion, the first one is the best, the second one is the second best, and the third one is the third best. And then if they made, made any after that, I have no idea. None of them exist to me, personally, but they go in order from one, two, and three for me. I don't know why. I all just right, so, I love them all in order.
0: So I'm now going to mute you because <laughs> I need to find a new podcast host. Dude, but... Okay, are you are you so even because, kidding me? You would I'm really... You, you. You're honestly ranking that way.
1: Dude, you would Beatles put The Last the Crusade as the worst
0: out of the three indie films.
1: I absolutely think so. because, And I just re-watched The Last Crusade two weeks ago with Taylor, and I looked at her, and I'm like, I don't know what people love so much about this movie. I really don't get it. I hate I, was, I hate you so, so
0: much, Brian. I really maybe do.
1: It, dude, maybe it's my horror fanboy in me, because it's the least dark of it all, and like, I don't know. The, the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the um, horror aspect with like the traps, and the spikes, and the gore of it kind of gets me. But the Last Crusade didn't do it for me. The ending of Temple of Doom, I hated. But the rest of the movie, I loved it. I don't know why.
0: Temple of Doom is literally a. (laughs) It's it's just it's like a joke film. The whole film is just. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's. I
1: I I can't even. So I like I said, you're right. right, Most people will agree with you.
0: Ah man. Yep. Oh, I don't even know. What to, I don't even know what to do right now. I can't even continue. I'm so like, I'm so disgruntled with Jones you right fan, now.
1: Indiana Jones fans across the world are like, "Are you absolutely fucking kidding me right now?" But yep, I kid you not. One, two, three. That's my ranking right there.
0: Yeah, yep. you're you're a horrible person. Let's move on.
1: Absolutely horrible. Harrison right. Ford strike me down.
0: All right, number eight. Number eight, we actually had a, a direct tie. Yes. So we had Spider Man 2. So that was my number nine pick. That was your number seven pick. Yep. And Batman Returns. uh, That was not in my top 10. You had it all the way down to number five. That was enough. That was still enough to bump it into the top 10, putting it at Mm -hmm. number eight. Let's talk about Spider Man 2 first, which we both had in our top 10. I mean, we talked about it all the way back to our first episode ever talking oh, about yeah. spider-man but i mean spider-man 2 was way before the marvel films even were in existence spider-man yeah, this 2 was like spider-man 2 is like the og like perfect superhero movie
1: absolutely and this was like the foreshadowing of the marvel universe right this is kind of what not even kickstarted the marvel universe this is kind of what showed what the Marvel Universe could become and what it did become. Oh, definitely. Um, But yeah, dude, you had Doc Ock, you had the train scene. um, Just everything made this superhero movie what superhero movies should be. Emotion, action scenes, the web slinging from Spider-Man. The list goes on and on, you know?
0: Yeah, and it was kind of a... I took a cool take on it because we had Spider Man one with Toby Maguire where it was the classic origin story. You had the Green Goblin, then you moved on to Spider-Man two, and that's when you got into much more of a it was almost more of a mental aspect of you know, do I actually want to be Spider-Man? And it got to the point yeah. where he was like he mentally like fucked himself out of being Spider Man. He like lost his powers. It actually took Mary Jane being, like, taken by Doc Ock for him to reawaken that shit and actually go yep. back and take him out. But yeah, I mean, to this day, it, it holds the test of time, and I'm excited for uh, Sam Raimi, who has signed on to do the new uh, the new Doctor Strange film, and yeah, yeah. I mean there there are rumors there are rumors that you know they're going multiverse. In this Doctor Strange film, and they are going to somewhat do a sneak peek that they're going to they're going to do a Spider Verse film.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, dude, you got the trailer of uh Mor- Morbius, and they have a Sam Raimi poster in the background when Morbius is walking through uh, Brooklyn or wherever it is. So th- there's been hints that yeah, Raimi Spider Man could make an appearance. So that'd be pretty badass. Yeah, absolutely. I'd-
0: I'd definitely be excited about it. But let's talk about our number eight, our other number eight pick, Batman uh, Returns.
1: Yeah, another controversial pick for me. Uh, You know me. I'm I'm weird, dude. Um, The Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker, is by far one of the best villains of all time. Best Jokers of all time.
0: You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You ever dance with the devil under a pale moonlight, you know, but... Besides that, I think Batman Returns as a whole had more in it and had a better Batman movie altogether rather than just a more badass villain. And on top of that, you had Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, you had Danny DeVito as one of the creepiest-looking penguins, and you had more Tim Burton in Batman than you did in the first Batman. You know what I mean? So...
0: It's funny, like I, I wanted to get this film in my top ten. You know, I, I mentioned it's not in my top ten. You had this all the way at number five, but yeah. I had um another film down the line. What we're going to talk about another Batman film, but I it was tough because I wanted to get this in my top ten. I love this film. I love the original Batman, but when we're talking strictly sequels, it was so you and i talked back and forth it was so goddamn hard just ranking yeah. 10 films to get in there as sequels I and i had like i i had my like alternate list this was up amongst the top of my alternates i love this film uh michelle pfeiffer made me feel things at a very young age in that skin tight <laughs> catwoman suit um <laughs> i I still remember to this day like being like a very young boy she does all like the flips and then she goes meow and i'm like oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah when my therapist asked me why i'm into like bdsm and these weird (laughs) scratching fetishes i just suddenly came to me i was like oh michelle pfeiffer's catwoman that's where (laughs) yep that's where it came from (laughs) ah it struck me now (laughs) but yeah and then like It's kind of stupid how she becomes Catwoman, but at the same time, it was so classic back then. Oh, yeah, like getting tossed out of the building
0: and all the cats, like, come around.
1: Yeah, they just eat her, and she just becomes this, like, zombie Catwoman. It's so cool. I don't know. I loved it.
0: (laughs) And then, I mean, you mentioned, too, like, DeVito. DeVito killed
1: it. Oh, my God. Killed it as the penguin. He's got, like, lobster hands. Like, he's an actual penguin man and he killed it (laughs) loved it and he did the whole like um elephant man thing i'm not a monster i'm a human being you (laughs) know
0: (laughs) well let's move on to number seven and this was uh this this was close for both of us here i had this i had this as my number seven pick you had it at number eight The lord of the rings the two towers dude this film hell yeah man this film man i i vividly remember so i went and saw fellowship in the theaters it was awesome it was much more of like a journey film you know like you're you're kind of following the hobbits you know this or that there were a couple battles it was cool so then I went and saw the two towers the night it came out in IMAX. And, dude, the fucking, they go to Helm's Deep, that battle at the end, and, like, the base is just boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. They're all, all the orakai moving in, like, smashing the walls. And it was one, dude, of, the, it, it was one of the most, they it were. was one of the greatest cinematic moments I've ever been, like, sitting in a, sitting in a theater for.
1: Yeah, it just, it was insane. I don't even think I saw it in IMAX. I just saw it in a regular theater, and it was even epic then. Like, they were just balls deep and helms deep. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just remember being like, oh, my God, you know. I was, like, high as shit. I'm not even going to lie. I smoked a fat joint before (laughs) I went in there. And, oh, it was crazy. But, uh. Ah,
0: you had some of that Hobbit leaf.
1: Yeah, I had that Hobbit leaf some guy that looked like friggin' some kind of wizard was sitting next to me. I was like, Oh my God, this is the best experience ever. You know, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> it, in an Epic series already, this movie brought it to just another Epic level. You know,
0: this was my favorite actually out of the fellowship uh, yeah. and the return of the King two towers is personally my favorite just because of the Helm's deep just the build up to that battle. The battle yeah. is just so goddamn epic. Um, I think it. I loved I, it.
1: I, I'm due for. I'm due for a re rewatch, dude, because it's had to have been at least ten years since I've seen all three of them. So yeah, I'd have to say two is my favorite.
0: Yeah, man. We should uh plan a day, start early, do a rewatch of all of them. Oh yeah, definitely. Do we... Uh, little uh recap lord of the rings recap but
1: random recap baby
0: yeah number seven lord of the rings of two towers great film yeah number six so this is uh this is uh, this was a uh, i i'm shocked
1: I'm i am telling you shocked. man i wish i wish i wish i could go back in time to redo my list
0: because
1: because i have two oversights and that's all they were was oversights i did my list i locked it in and then i realized there was two movies that i should have had on my list and this is one of them and i'll talk about my other one when we get to it but again back to the future back to the future part two how it wasn't on my list i have no idea yeah so at number six
0: back to the future part two i had this all the way up to number three on my list brian This was not in your top 10 because you're a terrible person
1: (laughs) i am a terrible person
0: All i'm gonna say dude is you know where we're going we don't need
1: roads where we're going we don't need roads so i mean dude
0: talk about sequels i mean you had the original back to the future one of the greatest films of all time you know going you know marty goes back into the past and then part two it just boom picks it right up and you get to go into the future which realistically we're living in that future right now.
1: Yeah, but, I but, mean we got to see the date they traveled to, you know.
0: But I mean, you know, back back watching it, I mean, all of the Back to the Future films, they hold a very near and dear place to me in my heart. I mean, I I love all of them. I love Back to the Future Part Two, uh, Part Three. I know the fan base is very divided on, but uh, yeah. but I think uh, you know Part Two, going into the future, it was just it was freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, man. Like we were saying though, like this list was just so hard, and I was racking my brain to get through all these sequels. That after I was done, I never even real. It never occurred to me that I didn't put this on there. And as I was going through the show doc, I'm like, no shit, you know. So it absolutely deserves to be on here. It absolutely should have been on that list and pure oversight on my part. (laughs)
0: Well, let's move on to number five. And this is a pick that I struggled with, too, because I I totally – I could have put this in my top ten as well. but. yeah. You know, it was just so jam-packed. I had trouble finding trouble getting it in, but I mean, I'll let you take this. This was not my top 10. This You had this all the way at number two. Talk about our number five pick here, Consensus.
1: All right, dude, so this is one I definitely didn't do an oversight on, Evil Dead 2. I mean, arguably, if it wasn't called Evil Dead 2, you could say it was kind of a reboot. You know what I mean? I don't know if you remember. This is my boomstick! And this is my boomstick, which, ironically enough, like, it didn't really continue the story from the first one. It was just Ash and his girlfriend that came to a cabin, and it was just him and her, you know? But, um, dude, Sam Raimi, again, he is one of my favorite directors. This guy can do it all. He can do horror. He can do superhero movies. He can just do it all
0: he can't do that he can't Dude, he
1: can't Phantom do was Venom. An enjoyable i don't care what anyone says that was an enjoyable movie the story might have sucked but it was still enjoyable you know what i mean um but again like what a good sequel needs to be he took everything that made the first one cool and made it better the comedy the uh cheesy special effects the uh one-liners from ash were all so much more on point in the second one than they were in the first one. And uh most people always remember the second one way above the first one. And uh, arguably, if we're talking about sequels, you could say the remake from two thousand ten, I believe, could maybe compete with Evil Dead Two, dude. That shit was scary as hell. I don't yeah, know if you good. ever saw that. Yeah, it was good. Oh my God. But um have yeah. you seen
0: have you seen ash vs evil dead the series
1: yep again and that's another one like sam raimi can do no wrong in my mind and evil dead 2 is like 100 percent proof of that so this needed to be number two on my list
0: yeah yeah and that was enough to bump it up to our consensus top five it and was yeah absolutely
1: groovy
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i did i had it i had it originally pegged in my honorable mentions but you, uh, you rated it high enough to get it into the top 10. So there it is. Good film. But yep. we're getting to the nitty gritty here. Number four. And this is where I wish I could like reach through my phone <laughs> and like force choke you.
1: Just, <laughs> <laughs> the dark side must have overtaken me. <laughs> this is my other oversight, dude. I have no idea. I must have been distracted or something like... It, 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 I'm just at a loss for words. Yeah. I know so that. number
0: four, I had this. This was my number one pick, Brian. This was not even in your top ten, because nope. you're a terrible human being. But yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back at number four. I mean, this was, and to this day, if you're talking Star Wars, I mean, this is the this is the film. This is the fucking film that just, it nailed everything. Absolutely everything you get, you know, you get Luke going to Dagobah, getting trained by Yoda, bailing on his training early because he needs to go back and take on Vader, and you have to fight, ends up finding out that, again, spoilers, but... I'm not going to say that because the fucking film came out 30, 40 Spoilers years ago at this for the, point.
1: For the but Empire Strikes Back. Spoilers, people. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: finding out that, you know, Vader is his father. And, I mean, the, the fucking list just goes on. And it's just, like... I even yeah, yeah. love, too, like, you get, like, even on Tatooine, you know, you get, like, the cocky Luke. Like, all right, yeah, bitch, you know, I got some training. He shows up. He's in all-black... And at this point, you know, you don't know which way in the force he's going to go. Is he going to go dark? Is he going to go light? And, you know, you get to see Boba Fett and it's just,
1: oh, he almost had it, almost had it. You never, you don't know which way he's going and he walks in, dick swinging, like, yeah. Until Vader,
0: until Vader, like dad dicks him and just cuts his (laughs) fucking hand off. Yeah. And And,
1: honestly, they had, they had the title of best sequel until the Phantom Menace came out and then they lost that title as far as I'm concerned. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i hate you so much brian i hate you
1: <laughs> i just love poking
0: you should have le- you should have at least said attack of the clones i mean that would have been know, like i'm
1: just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no seriously i mean obviously there's the argument to be made there's some people who think Return of the jedi might surpass empire strikes back
0: i haven't met a but... single person that knows that that, that has said ah. that there's a lot Are of you, there's I, a lot of people that say the opposite that Return of the Jedi like fucking blows, like well, I see, I know a lot of people that put Return of the Sith, or I'm sorry, Revenge of the Sith above fucking Return of the Jedi.
1: Wow, see, I've heard I've always heard the argument that if you grew up, if you watched the Empire Strike what was it? If you watched the Empire Strikes Back when you were an adult. And the Return of the Jedi when you were a kid or something like that, you would have liked Return of the Jedi better. There was some so kind of thing. I, heard have,
0: about it. I have heard that argument that if you watch it sequentially back in the day where you know you go A New Hope, Empire, but when Empire came out, the fact that Return of the Jedi had information and shit released that made Empire make more sense but it, it, at the end of the day, it's it's fucking Empire, dude. It's Empire Strikes Back. It is it's the, it's the fucking best Star Wars film. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I don't care what anybody puts out there. I've watched all of these Star Wars films, animated, live action, all that shit. Empire is still the best to this day. I don't care what anybody says, and that's what's nice. I mean, these lists are based on our opinions, and in my opinion. It's the best Star Wars shit they've done, bar none.
1: Definitely. I think I don't think anything's ever going to top it. As far as I'm concerned, that's going to be numero uno forever in the Star Wars universe.
0: Well, we can't stay on Star Wars and shit forever. Let's go to our top three. And uh, Top three, yeah. It's funny because we just moved on from number four, so at number five... <laughs> You had Evil Dead 2, which was not in my top ten. Number four, yeah. I had Empire Strikes Back as my number one. It was not in your top ten. When we move on to our top three movies here, or I should say top top three sequels, here's where you and I kind of like we did like the mind meld. We linked. So There's number you. number three, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I had this at number five. You had it at number four. Talk about the skill, yeah, Brian. Dude.
1: Dude, okay, so first of all, let me start off by saying the first Captain America, I hate it. Honestly, I was not a fan of it. Um, Dude, he punches Hitler in the face like multiple times. Multiple times. It kicked off the event, like the Avengers. It was one of the first Marvel movies. I get it. I just didn't like it. Um, But then they came back with the Winter Soldier, dude. Holy shit, was that like a punch? To the gut for the Avengers universe they had the um the combat the uh storyline the universe opened up they had Scarlet Witch uh no wait not Scarlet Witch uh Black Widow and it tied in with the TV universe like just everything and then his uniform got better and then On top of it all, they had one of the best villains, in my opinion, out of the entire Marvel Universe Introduced Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. And the reveal at the end when that mask comes off was, spoiler alerts, obviously, Um, everything was just so amazing in this movie. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and this was where I feel like this was the... This was like the finally you know superhero films took a a different direction a different step they went they took this film and they said all right this isn't going to be the typical superhero film this is yeah. going to be a spy thriller espionage film yeah with with a little bit of superhero shit sprinkled in but i mean the they did such a good job of like you just mentioned. I mean everything, everything in this film. I mean the the combat, the pacing, the storyline. It's literally just you're on the edge of your seat the entire film. It is a it's not it's not the quasi typical superhero film we're so used to seeing. It's a it's a fucking spy espionage film. It really yeah, is.
1: And, and it it
0: it's just it nailed it.
1: And it felt like a Marvel movie while Trent Actually, changing all that—you know what I mean? It still felt like it belonged in the Marvel universe. Take the two two of my favorite scenes: the fight with—I um, oh, can't even remember his name right now. It's the beginning on the ship with the UFC fighter. <clears throat> that fist, of, that
0: fist oh to yeah, dude, that's badass
1: battle between those two, and then the bridge scene, the um, where where they just doing battle on the bridge at the end. There, not at the end, in the middle of the movie. Those two scenes alone, you've never seen anything like that in a Marvel movie. It's always like a stupid uh, Thor's hammer or um, throwing his shield around and just like doing stupid poses and stuff. No, this was straight like actual military formation type warfare combat. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a bridge in the middle of New York. It was insane. You don't, you never saw that. A lot in superhero movies <laughs> yeah
0: and that and that you just kind of hit the nail on the head there it, it kind of the realism um they almost took like a it was almost quasi like a jason bourne type film and they yeah. and they added like it's like all right let's take let's take the jason bourne premise give him like slight superhero power upgrade and that's when you get the winter soldier and yeah you know, I I absolutely loved it. I mean, to this to this day, the Winter Soldier, it's up there for me, man. It's it's maybe still my favorite Marvel film. It's top three, no question. Um, Definitely. It's funny because another one of my top three, and it's a sequel film. It actually did not make our top ten, but it's number one in my honorable mentions, which we'll get to soon. But yeah, I think Winter Soldier. You and I were both on the same kind of same kind of waypoint way here. I mean, it, it deserved to be top three.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, my other favorite Marvel movies include The Winter Soldier. <laughs> so, that speaks to how good this movie opened up the universe. You know what I mean?
0: Bucky Barnes, man. Bucky Big Barnes. Big old
1: Bucky, Bucky Barnes. I can't wait to see him in Captain Falcon or Black uh whatever his face is there <laughs> in that tv show together you know <laughs>
0: yeah it should be cool all right we're up to number two number two Numero dos. and it's funny once again our rankings on this consensus wise are back to back i had this at number four you had this at number three the dark
1: knight he's dead no he's not he's just sleeping <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the dark knight so the second film in christopher nolan's batman trilogy and i don't even it's not even an argument this was his best film in the dark knight trilogy Or i should Funny say the batman enough, trilogy dude, no i don't know
1: first...
0: i'm gonna stop you No, no there's no argument no. stop it no you're
1: right i'm not going there but no funny enough when this first came out like a lot of people i talked to didn't even know there was a movie before this one called batman begins like you know the more casual people about batman they heard about joker and heath ledger and the hype surrounding the movie so they went and saw it like my uncle he was like what there's a Batman before this, I was like, yeah, dude. And it was actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm,
0: you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because Batman Begins came out. And like you just said, it, it was not a, it was not a critical success in theaters. It still did very well. It actually did much better in like DVD sales once it finally yeah. came out. And it had kind of an underground following that, that continued to build. But, Leading up to the Dark Knight release, uh, and subsequently Heath Ledger's death, you know, roughly it was what it was like a month or so before the film released. But
1: I think so, yeah, not but, too long before.
0: You know that that all happened, and it, it created this groundswell, and then everybody went out and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like we want to see this film. And if you go back and look, like Batman Begins, like the DVD sales and all that shit went through the fucking roof yeah and everybody started checking it out and then when the dark when the dark night came out that was another film that day one it came out i was in line at imax went to go check it out dude and i'm glad i i'm glad i was there like day one because like day two all that shit fucking happened with the asshole that shot up the uh the theater yeah pretty much claiming to be the Joker. But um I mean talking about this film and if you're talking about a sequel, I mean it was just you and I are both I mean, we're both gigantic Batman fans. This film, dude, it it's not even at the end of the day, it's really not even about Batman. It's it's more about the Joker. And he pla-
1: wanted if you want to talk about the winter soldier changing like superhero movies into one thing, <clears throat> I think Christopher Nolan took the dark Knight and turned it into a whole nother thing. Whereas winter soldier took the cliche superhero movie and turned it into more of a spy slash like uh, uh, heart racing, like action packed movie. The Dark Knight took it and turned it into like, like a character study um, drama filled giant scope type movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it yeah. went two different directions, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it 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 finally to me like The Dark Knight finally brought superhero films to like all right, it's no longer like a joke or a it brought them to the mainstream, and it brought people finally like, all right, we need to take this genre seriously. And yeah, yeah, and just for that alone, it was
1: more like a mental thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But to this day, I it stands the test of time. It's one of the best films ever. I was unfortunately, I I don't know about you, I was not a big fan of the the end of the trilogy. Bringing Bane in, um, I don't know how I don't know how you felt about that, but the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, um,
1: uh, did I lose you? Yeah. Oh, there you are. No. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what was going on with my Wi-Fi. It's all acting up and shit. No problem, I'm gonna man. Call Comcast and bitch at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I don't know, dude. We had this argument before. I'm not going to get into it right now because you already hate me enough after a couple of these choices. <laughs> but I'm going to argue that the Dark Knight Rises. A movie as a whole might be a little bit better than The Dark Knight, but because of the Joker, The Dark Knight made it on this list for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end that conversation right there because we could spend another yeah. fucking hour on that. With how horribly <laughs> yeah. wrong you are,
1: <laughs> Matt Matt Muller agrees with me on that one too. I remember.
0: <laughs> I mean, how? No, I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not. I'm gonna stop yeah, right myself. Now. I'm going to stop myself. Let's move on. Let's, yes. move, let's move on to number one here. Our number, number one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Numero uno. Our number one sequel film. Which, again, we, I had this as my number two pick. You had this as your number one. So it deserves to be at number one. Terminator yes, 2. Sir. Terminator 2 Judgment Day.
1: Judgment Day. T2. I mean, there's no question. It's gonna be number one or number two on most people's list when you're talking about sequels. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <It's laughs> I just, love it, man.
0: You know, you had the original Terminator, which it's a classic. It really is, yeah. but Terminator two took everything and just magnified it by one thousand. By T one thousand. And it's no, yeah. It just it, the entire film. I mean, everything, absolutely everything from top to bottom. The way they shot it, the plot, just everything, absolutely the everything about this film. I fucking love. And Dude, and yeah, talk about it. Go ahead. The one
1: scene, the one scene alone where she's sitting at the playground. She's got her hands on the fence. Oh, yeah. and the world fucking blows up and she turns into a skeleton that gave me nightmares for, I don't know, five years alone. So number one was more of a horror movie. I mean, it was released as a horror movie. Um, The scope was smaller and Arnold Schwarzenegger's T-1000 was a bad guy. And then number two was more of like an action horror. And, it still kept true towards horror roots, but also up the action to a point where, like you said, it amplified it by a thousand. Um,
0: yeah. I just, then, remember, <clears throat> I just remember the scene with, yeah. um, you've got John Connor on the dirt bike, you know, going in the, yeah. um, you know, down in the, uh, uh, like the aqueducts or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, and then uh, you have the T-1000 unit with a giant truck, chasing him chasing him chasing him and then you have arnold shoot in you know on the actual like the full-on just badass like harley motorcycle picks up john yeah, connor dude. the dun 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 and just shoots dude everything everything about this film right, and, is just perfection
1: and then not only that the special effects, kind of like Jurassic Park, still hold up today, and they were something to be fucking competed with. On top of it being an amazing movie, an amazing story, and an amazing sequel, the special effects were top notch in that movie. That scene where he, uh, spikes the cop in front of the vending machine. Oh yeah. That was pure, pure horror, pure special effects, like, Yeah, there's just so much good in that movie you know what i mean
0: (laughs) yeah and i love like like you just said like if you watch the uncut version of that film and then you have like you know when uh john connor's like his foster parents and she does the whole thing like you know he takes over the foster mom and then she does the finger thing like right through the dad's head and like right through the milk and it's draining on the ground then no you get one the
1: finger like the T1000, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: but hey mom, why is Wolfie barking? Is Wolfie okay? Yeah. Your foster parents are dead.
1: Yeah, it's foster like, parents oh, shit. are dead.
0: Shit this oh, got yeah. real.
1: Wolfie get out of here now, <laughs> you know. Now. Uh, now. Uh, and then dude like ask me if i'll ever cry again at a goddamn robot oh the thumbs up because the thumbs up because no i'll never cry at a robot dying except for the terminator and terminator 2 i was like no don't give him a thumbs up you know oh man
0: there is one more Uh, cpu we must destroy
1: just talking about it makes me want to go and watch it again like right now you know
0: yeah it's a great film so that was our number one. So uh, quickly recapping our top 10. We had National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation at 10. Number nine, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Number eight, that was a straight up tie. Spider-Man 2 and Batman Returns. Number seven was The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Number six was Back to the Future Part 2. Number five, Evil Dead 2. Number four, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back number three Captain America the Winter Soldier number two the Dark Knight and number one Terminator 2 Judgment Day but we do have a couple honorable mentions and the very first honorable mention Brian is the one that I regret the most not being in yeah. our top ten you may agree with this but we even may want to spend a uh, 30 seconds talking about it. But Thor Ragnarok yeah dude this is this is another top three marvel film for me it's it's amazing
1: it is on a list so good and so big though it's it's hard to include like where on this list could you have squeezed this in and felt okay about it you know what i mean yeah that's the that's the problem but again it deserves so much recognition because how freaking good it was
0: (laughs) yeah i mean they you had taco take over the the actual films and you know, you had the travesty that was Thor: The Dark World, which is to this day Ugh. it's arguably the worst Marvel film, and to completely one-eighty it into Thor: Ragnarok, which is—I'm not gonna lie—it's up there. It's probably it's close for me, man. It may be my favorite Marvel film. It it really might be. It's so goddamn it could good. Be,
1: yeah, I mean, dude, the comedy between Thor and Hulk alone is, uh one of my favorite relationships in a movie ever. Yeah, and Loki. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. But
0: again, it, it made our honorable mentions. Uh we also got Mad Max Two, the Road Warrior. That was one of yours. That was in your top ten. Uh,
1: d- yeah, dude. Bigger, better, more set pieces, better characters, again. And then I mean Fury Road if we're talking about any movies that came after the first one, you know.
0: Yep. Uh, Star Trek 2: The Wrath of Khan, which was in my top 10, but it was not enough to make the consensus top 10. One of the best yep. films, one of the best Star Trek films ever. Absolutely loved it. Uh, the Godfather Part Two, which I know a lot of people listening, uh, especially some of the older, the older gen, the older randos, will come out and say, yep. how the F is this not in your top 10? I enjoyed Uh, it. I love the original Godfather. I love the Godfather Part 2. I thought it was great. I can appreciate what it did to the sequel. uh, Kind of...
1: of, We we got enough or we couldn't refuse. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, you know, (laughs) Godfather Part 2, it's up there. Um, Aliens we just talked i'll never
1: understand that dude alien is one of the best horror movies i've ever seen aliens is a good movie but it will never be better than the first one you know
0: (laughs) yeah i i would agree with that i think alien is (laughs) better than aliens but aliens is still a good film uh absolutely uh logan dude logan that is like oh yeah that is the one that is the one good thing that came from uh fox owning the owning the x-men is Logan. Yeah. Everything else, I'm sorry, everything else sucked. I mean, Days of Future, (laughs) I'll I'll give them this, Days of Future Past was pretty good. Everything else was terrible, but Logan is a masterpiece. It is so goddamn good, it was tough for me not to get it in my top 10. And have you have you seen the uh there's actually a black and white like spaghetti western cut of it have yeah, you seen have I've you seen s- that
1: I haven't seen it but I yeah I did know it was out there Yep. uh
0: another one uh another pick that is excellent Bill and Ted's boat <laughs> Bill and Ted's bogus journey they bring in death I mean <laughs> you get uh station the, the Melvin the
1: Melvin, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Melvin. Uh, this this next one was one that, again, I struggled. I wanted to get this into my top 10. Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Great film.
1: Just yep. rewatched it the other day, actually. Uh, awesome fucking movie, dude.
0: Uh, Toy Story 2, arguably better yep. than the original. Uh, jo- mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. The, the Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. I was not, and I'll be honest. When it comes down to it, we already talked John Wick multiple episodes ago, but I was not a huge fan of John Wick two. I thought it was okay. I thought it was was. okay. I thought John Wick three like was a very necessary like kick in the ass. Like it got it going back in the right direction again.
1: John Wick three. felt more necessary than two it opened up the universe way more than two did and like you said it felt more necessary and was way better definitely
0: but i think that about taps us out brian you have anything else man
1: nah man i think we covered a good amount of stuff on this one
0: beautiful (laughs) well there goes the outro music brian you can't hear it because you're you're way out in the ether uh, <laughs> I'm I'm <death. laughs> <laughs> But hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get you back in the studio soon, man.
1: Yes. I need to get out of here before Taylor kills me. <laughs> <laughs> Help. Help. Help.
0: But uh, thank you for listening to Miranda's. Check us out, random.com. We love you all. We'll be back next week.
1: Okay, bye.